I've seen a couple of bet slips where people had this is how bad it is. Like this is an indication. Twenty legs ain't getting to me. No, three legs. But listen to these three legs: Turbo to score a hat trick, Ruben Garrick to score a hat trick, and Jason Saab to score a hat trick, and they were fucking close. Like, hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the YKTR Sports Show. Doing a bit of a review here, joined by my co-host Skipper Skate. What's up, baby? It's good to be back, baby. All right, so I wouldn't be rugby league without a bit of drama. The Dragons Boys Barbecue. Um, obviously, we don't have all the details on the back of it, and obviously, we're connected with Corey Norman and all that sort. Of so uh, your thoughts on that? We're just going to sort of... Yeah, well, people are going to hit us up no matter what. Uh, I guess the, the information is going to keep coming out. Uh, we'll f- probably find out the next... I reckon they'll try to get on top of it pretty quick, the NRL. Yeah, they're not um, trying to... The boys aren't trying to hide anything, are they? Obviously, they know they've kind of been in the wrong, so they're sort of just waiting for what's next, to be honest. Yeah, they're going to get disciplined and... Uh, it's, be pretty hefty, I reckon. Be, yeah, be interesting what happens off mm. the back of it. So, yeah, obviously, we're not trying to hide from the fact that this has happened, but we actually don't know more than you guys know. Yeah, we know all the, the information that's out there at the moment. Yeah, that's And then uh, I think now the boys are waiting on what the punishment's going to be, so... I guess we'll find out. I reckon we'll probably find out by this afternoon, I reckon. Yeah, they'll get on it pretty quickly. So, yeah, so Origin got named. Um, obviously, the big talking points, Mitch Moses about to make his debut. Obviously, congratulations to Mitch. He's put together a couple of years of really good football. So, um, you excited for him to sort of step into the... Yeah, I think uh, we, we're both sort of on the p- same page. We would like to have seen Adam Reynolds and Cody Walker play, mm. uh, but it just makes sense. When you when they announced the team and I sort of sat back and had a look at it, uh, Mitchie's 26 years old. Uh, for the next, you know, four to five years with guys like probably Ren Diggity and Mitchie Pierce who are a little bit older now, you know, Mitchie probably wasn't even in calculation because he's only, he's only mm. been back for a couple of weeks. But a couple of these older guys who are closer to their 30s, um, with Mitch being 26, it's just it – just, uh, it just fits right, doesn't it? So, like, if anything was happening over to Jerome and Nathan over the next couple of years, I foresee them being the combination for the next four to five years. So, easily, easily. Um, yeah. Mitchie, Mitchie's just that guy, and it'll be good. Like, there's no pressure on him in, in a way. So, he can yeah, sort of just come and, rubber, play right? yeah. can come and play his footy. And uh, if they go well, then it would give him a lot of confidence. Yeah, he's sort of rolled into um, – there's always sort of been that stigma around Mitch at the moment when it comes to big times and big games and big moments. He's not quite there or – like, and he is – he is one of our game's better halves and deserves this opportunity. But do you, do you sort of see that about him? Uh, it's I think it's heightened because of the the kick that happened. The, the kick on yeah, the weekend probably yeah. wasn't ideal, but and, and I, I guarantee would have been feeling it. Like there would have been that little. I, I'm not too sure whether Freddie would have given him the heads up, but like going into that game, he would have wanted to have a big game, and then to get a clutch moment like that to ice the game would have been nice for him, but. Didn't matter anyway, he's in the team, so... I know this is origin chat, but I was looking at the Parramatta side and the way that they played on the weekend. It was a very different style, wasn't it? It was very much like we're trying to match your forwards and go through them and more like a final style of football where they kind of pulled away of the style that they normally played and it kind of took him out of the game. He still kicked well, still made his tackles, which is important for origin and stuff, but their style of play wasn't... Didn't feel like Parramatta. But they've got it. Like you said, it's a final style Style. type of footy. So it's going to suit them in the long run. Sometimes my biggest problem with Parramatta is they play too sideways. Especially early in the year, we talked about how Reed Reed Marnie straightened them up Mm. when he was playing really good footy for him at the start of the year. Um, Sometimes I feel like they go too sideways, um, too expensive. But... When, when in particular, when Reedy and, and Nathan Brown straighten them up, run nice and hard through the guts, they still got that nice shape, but they ask, they um, uh, question the defensive line early on through the middle. Mm. Like you got Junior Paulo, Re- Regan Campbell Gillard, yeah, like all true. these big bodies, like even Nia Cora coming off the bench. 
uh, when they play that physical brand of footy, um, it keeps them in games like that. Whereas I reckon they can go, they can get a little bit away from that. Yeah, and they got really good runners of the halves as well. Eh? Mitch is fucking rapid and, and got a bit of X factor. Dill Brown's got that strong carry in him for a 21 year old. Yeah. So, man, it's a good little balance. I just want to expand on the Rabbitohs sort of chat as well. Obviously, like, I would have loved to see the Adam Reynolds, Cody Walker, and then keep Jack Wyden on the bench. Obviously, Jack Wyden deserves a spot, but, man, you, you pretty much roll in the second or third best spine behind Melbourne and Penrith yep. and you get that same you just play the same way that Souths play yep. and all the boys can adapt to that all the boys are playing that sort of Penrith style man and then I would have moved Cam Murray to 13 move Isaiah Yale to the bench and then move Angus, Angus Crichton up into the back rower spot Oh, Isaiah Yell would, be, would have been he hard. Deserved, to, he, he would have been hard to drop, like yeah. considering how well he's played. In, I wouldn't, in the first I wouldn't consider that a drop, but like yeah. for, but then like you know what, it's a dead rubber. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I like. I reckon. Like I said, I think the age thing's big. I reckon if Rand Diggity and and Cody walks around that twenty five, twenty six, I think it makes more sense to put him in. Mm. Um. But like, yeah, you get. Uh, I would. For me, I would have had if I was just picking the team based purely on form. And who I thought was the best. If just say if this is a game to win, if this yeah. is a decider, I would have had Adam Reynolds at half. I would have kept Jack White at six, and I would have had Cody Walker off on the, the bench, bench, who did a really good job. Um, you remember last year uh, when he came on in game one, and then he played really well in game two for him. Yeah, um, he was you know one of the better players coming on in that race. So keep Cody on the bench at fourteen, mm. um, and uh, he can play through the ruck with that with that middle third, uh, and then you obviously got. Uh, Damien Cook and Cam Murray still on the team so you know you go from the Penrith combination like you said to the South combination yeah it would be a handy little thing Stack Wyden obviously proven Dalian winner um, solid at 5-8 but it, they do play they will play a different style of football won't they Yeah. or does Freddie just go like this is how it's going to go obviously he's very adept but he brings probably a bit more of a physical presence and a running presence Yeah. probably in this Probably behind that pack is probably not a bad thing either yeah and, and that pack including Latrell and I keep telling Latrell and um, Turbo into that yeah, it's almost like they got nine forwards, Brian Toto as well. So yeah. they'll play. They're just going to try bash them and, and run, you know, run hard and and try win that way. You'd say uh, a couple of the two feel good stories up at Curacao, long overdue as well. Obviously, yeah, Damon Cook's been in his prime for for the last four or five years, but up at Curacao brings a little bit of a different element to it, doesn't he? Yeah, it's a nice little reward for him too. He's been eighteenth man for the first two games. He so was the best player on the on the on the weekend. I felt. Yeah, he was. He's nice. He's been. He's been really. People don't haven't really been talking about him because he missed the start of the year. And then he, you know, he plays. He's a team full of stars as well. Yeah, he strung a few really good games together and then missed a few games by being 18th man yeah. uh, for Origin. So congrats to him. Uh, yeah, he's been around for a minute now and, and happy to see him get a, a run. And, and I think you just you know, mentioned Nico Hines. What a season for him, man. Mm. Yeah, like, it's, been, it's been a rise. So Apicurosa, like, obviously played a little bit of football with him. His deception around the, like, ruck and fixing our markers is second to none. So when he comes on, um, not that they need any more go forward, but he just gives them a bit of a different look that maybe Damian Cook's not really part of his game. Um, not to say he can't do it, but that's sort of Uppy's specialty. So would love to see him in there with the full Penrith lot, but man, congratulations, Uppy. Um, a good guy too. And, it help, so and just, just one little bit, it helps out creativity. Tivity. Creativity. creativity for, yeah, that's a bad one. Uh, for uh, for a guy like Jack Whiten as well, so you got, you know, Mitchy's probably going to be in there for his kicking game. I'd imagine that's what Freddie will be saying. You know, kick the ball long. Mm. Jack um, Whiten's got a huge boot, bro. Yeah. Left footer too. So and then oh. up he can come on and have that deception through the ruck. Like yeah, you said. yeah. So um, yeah, Nico Hines is probably the 
feel good story as well. Rolling into camp, you're sort of just a backup. Missed out. Played played the GF, but didn't get on. Is that is that right? Do I remember that right? Mm. Someone will correct me if I'm wrong yeah, or not. I think he might have got maybe five minutes, five or ten minutes. Yeah. So pretty pretty crazy uh, rise. And I had Nico at um, Manly when we were there. Yeah. Yeah. So I got injured and um, had to go help coach the twenties and stuff. And like he was a standout there. I was surprised that they didn't offer him a contract. So it's been a bit of a journey. I think his story is well documented. Um, he's been a vocal advocate for mental health and stuff like that. Really great kid too. So and fucking again, yeah, again. He's like he's not in the feel good story origin. He's a feel good story of the year. Like yeah. the way he's played for Melbourne, um, he's been unreal. Cronulla, Cronulla would be stoked. Mm. Uh, you know, you're watching watching them play on the weekend uh, to get a guy like him coming in, and he's only going to get. He, might, he might be a bit of a rise like guy like Cody Walker, you know, sort of finding himself around late, that mid-20s, yeah. mid to late-20s. We've talked about how it can be an advantage for some players to That's come better. on a little bit yeah. later. It's, it's hard to hear because obviously we had Reed in here a couple of weeks ago and he's dealing with a shoulder and he's like, fuck, I'm just going to get back on. And me, I was like, yeah, just no, just wait, bro. And then you go, oh, it's easy for us because yeah. we're outside the game. So I think once you're in football, you kind of live week by week and – Sort of four years development in a Q Cup side feels like forever, but I feel like it develops better first graders long term. Yeah, and you need to get that break though. That's important. Like you need sometimes the guys like this need the the right fit at the right time, mm. and then when it rolls, you got to take advantage of it. And you know if if you can do that, guys like Nico, look at him now. Yeah, crazy one of the, one of the game's best fullbacks. More than most informed fullback, anyway. All right, so sort of across the border now, up up into Queensland. Mulatalo officially denied. Yeah, that's sad. That's sad. Like we talked about it, we're hoping that he was going to get a run. I think they've, there's a rule in place, and they've talked about it uh, with the exemption that they made for Joseph Sawali at the Roosters. I think the NRL had the opportunity, and even Volandis at one point said that they were going to look into it, and he had hoped he'd get a run. So I'm not too sure what had happened, but like I said, I mean, um, Prez Munster was speaking about this on our show. It's it, this should have been stopped all the way back to him representing 16s, in my opinion. Mm. Like, they shouldn't have let him play 16s, 18s, 20s, and then stop him. Like, they've got to figure it out from that age, I reckon. If they, when, as soon as you start playing rep footy, they should get, if they're in the 16s, 18s, or 20s, they should go, well, if you want to represent Queensland, right, and you're past that date, they should have stopped him from then. Yeah. So then he could have put all his eggs in one basket, either played for um, the junior Kiwis, and then yeah. um, you know he's turned down the Kiwis. It's very hard to him to go back on that now. But is Mulatalo Tongan or Samoan? So he'll oh, not too sure off the top of my head. Yeah. So um, now he'll, he'll get an opportunity to play for one of those teams, who um, whoever he decides to represent. But it should have been nipped in the butt, and this stuff should now be nipped in the butt right from the I start. Don't, I don't like that fourteen-year-old rule. Eh? That's a random rule. In my opinion. Yeah. It's like, all right, you want to go play like, say like a Fijian dude, like Semi Rodriguez played for Australia. Yeah. Like that's that's flawed. It wasn't Mel Meninga the coach at the time and he's yeah. the one saying all this sort of stuff here as well. I think, man, it'd be super interesting because 50% of the NRL players are Polynesian or Maldi. Yeah. So that's a big part of it. And I heard Gus Gould talk about yeah. it back in the day, like early 80s, man, it was just pretty much Australia. So you could sort of do like the New South Wales versus Queensland, but it is a very touchy subject because it's like, it's the pinnacle of our game and it's like the ultimate rivalry. Like you can only pick one or two sides. So whenever there's a pinnacle to something, man, um, tempers get heated. So... Like someone like like say if Tom Alolo rocks in um and he wants to represent Queensland, he's been here for a while. Say Kikau, like he's probably growing up in Fiji going, I'm, I'm gonna go play in he's not gonna say, I'm gonna go play in NRL. Mm. Someone picks him up and they provide a better opportunity for him and he starts up in North Queensland, like I, I don't know, man. I, I, There's so many pros and cons to it. Like it's it's a t- 
it's a tough one because what you've got the traditionalists who are like mm. without it's not even a racist thing it's like you know sort of growing up and and making sure that they understand what queensland what the origin brand means to them uh right for some guys that you know come over in new zealand like for me you know just being like a casual fan of the game and yeah. even i grew up here but i sort of felt my um my uh, loyalty towards new zealand and, and whatnot so it's it's a tough one man no but then say you'll get the guys that will like um like Potentially switch over from Queensland to New Zealand, someone like a Benny Teo, yep. where he's basically born in New Zealand, come here when he was 17, but decided to flip. But then you get those super proud dudes. Like the way I think about it is like, oh, this is going to fuck up New Zealand rugby league. Yeah. But then you, you'll get those proud guys like Cheese and Jerome Hughes, who are like proud Moldy dudes. That And like, if you look at the New Zealand Moldy side, it's still a great side. Yeah. I think where the trouble comes is you need to, interne- need to loosen up the international laws. Because mm-hmm. you, you got you guys like Jerome Luai and Brian Tor, who are proud Samoan dudes, but they've grown up in Australia. Yeah. So their family have come, migrated here, look for a better life. They've, been, they've grown up up in Mount Jerome, which is a rough area and now they find themselves representing New South Wales and then probably representing Australia by the end of the year but if you had to ask them like could you which one would you pick I think those boys are going to pick some all though and I think they can because oh, so they're, they they're can not tier now. one but this is this is where it gets tricky so the reason I believe that Fiji like Viliami Kikau he can't play because is Fiji uh, Lukey well, uh, we could be wrong nah we've again. had this conversation before like only New Zealand because it's confusing though yeah it's conf- like well, I think we've had this conversation a couple of times and I, I sort of can't understand why a guy like Viliami Kikau can and, or like Mulatale can't but um, Xavier Coates comes in and replaces him. Yeah, who's Papua New Guinean? Like it's, it's it's so hard, bro. Like yeah. So like and like 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 we said before, like fifty percent of the NRL is like Polynesian. So what happens when that moves towards sixty and seventy yeah. percent of? Do you know what I mean? So like, if they're only going to pick Australians that have been born, been here since before the age of fourteen, like you're not going to a thirteen year old. Like, do you want to play Origin? All right, go to fucking move to Australia mm. when you're thirteen. Like yeah. I know some families would do that, but man. It's a lot of pressure to put on a 13-year-old mm. with, with the hopes of even making it, you know yeah. what I mean? There's so much, there's six six years before he's 20 before he can actually make a decision. So, man, I, like, they say they want the game to grow and, like, they're like, oh, if you play Origin, you pretty much have to play for Australia. That's kind of, like, what they're sort of insinuating. But, like, man, if you play Origin, I feel like, and you're growing up here, you should be able to go wherever so you So what if, what if they extend it to just, say, like, a little bit further back, and if you represent, so just say if you've moved over by the age of, like, 15, 16, and you've done what Ronaldo's done, like, he's a little bit earlier than that, but he represents, like, if you represent Queensland 16s, 18s, 20s, it just makes sense that yeah. you should be able to play for Queensland. Is that, like where does that, does that make the, sense? Where does the 14-year-old rule come from? I think it's, like, the schoolboy, like, coming over to play high school footy, um, that might be where it's around, but I think that makes sense. Like, if you come over by 15 uh, from one of the islands because you've been recruited to play, like, Harold Matthews mm. at a club level, uh, you know, somewhere in New South Wales or Queensland, and then, you end, like I said, you end up representing... Um, Queensland 16s and it should be six again like that's yeah. just sounds like a natural progression do you know I brought up that rule that sort of Dally M rule a while ago like you yeah. should get one exemption for each team <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that I feel like that'll work that'll be good like obviously Queensland they just grabbed Tom Alolo straight out the back and he potentially but then would you change would, the result but would you be would you have been happy if like a guy like Sam Bird just played for New South Wales yeah would you yeah, I reckon there'd be some uproar on that you wouldn't have you wouldn't have loved to see Sam oh yeah, I'd probably like to see it because I like I know Sammy on a on a personal level as well. Yeah. Like, so it'd be cool. Like, who the game's best thirteen? Yeah, you wouldn't want to see him in Origin yeah, taking that'd someone's be, that'd head be off. Cool to see him coming off the back fence of the first kickoff, but um, yeah, you're going further down with the traditionalists. Yeah, yeah, far fewer of 
few of the old heads fucking getting angry as well. So yeah, obviously yeah. y'all would have loved to see it. Um, yeah, Harry Grant ruled out. Um, yeah, I believe that's official. That that come out like at the start of the week. Yeah, so he's still a bit away. I was speaking to Pres- uh, Munster about that again. Uh, yeah, to see how he was travelling, but I think he's been officially ruled out. But yeah, he's got sort of few injuries at the moment. Mm. Eh? It's kind of been like nagging over him, bit of a cloud over him. KP and Brimo both killed it over the weekend, so they they'll throw sh- them straight back into the. You side. You think so? I think the teams get announced this afternoon as well. You think uh, KP and, and Newcastle going? <laughs> You guys got nothing to play for? They can't do that, though, can they? Nah, nah. And uh, KP said before the game, I watched his uh, interview before the game, that uh, he wanted to have a big game for Newcastle and then he was looking forward to getting back into camp. So I think his mindset's to play. I'm interested to see, like, I've, I've talked about, like, he can add um, just different style of footy in that, you know, that, mm. that long four spread that we've talked about a fair bit. So uh, Brimo um, started on the bench for him and then got injured in that first origin. Uh, he, yeah. I think he might have played a couple of them. No, sorry, he was back this week. But, um, yeah, he goes to 14 role, you'd think, or maybe Reed, little Reed Marnie gets yep. a run as well. Is he back playing? No, he didn't play on the weekend, but he's when he did the podcast with us, he was hopeful to be back after after the Panthers game. Yeah, I think you got to be playing before you even rock up. Eh? Yeah, okay. that, that'll be kind of like what I'll be thinking. Yeah, I'd love to see KP back in. Obviously, he's my favourite player. He plays for Newcastle and he brings a voice. So, when obviously, when Valentine Holmes was at the back there, it's kind of, you can just see their shape doesn't flow. So, when they got into that good boy area, they're very, very clunky as well. So, oh, just been named. Oh, here we go. Fresh off the press. Uh, Kalen Ponga named at number one. Valentine Holmes, number two. Dane Gagai, um, Boy Alfredo, how do you say that? Yeah, the hammer. So. Yeah, the hammer. Yeah, congratulations on the debut as well. Fuck, Jesus, tough position to debut in. Yeah, they're locking up Tommy Turbo or Latrell. You know what? Unless he's got speed. Hey, he, he's going to be. This is what I've talked about. Like they need, they need a center to come out. Like they need some young centers. This is the right decision for me because. Um, He's still growing into his body. It's going to be a tough task for him now, but it will serve him well in the next two or three years. You think about Turbo coming on the scene when he first had GI. Yeah, GI was um, pumping him, eh? Yeah, so um, no, the, the Turbo still played well, but it'd be good experience for him to go up against Turbo. And then once he builds into his body, I reckon that's a really nice selection from him. Yeah, so do I. And there was a couple of times where Munster skinned um, with with Capewell on the outside. Yep. Like he got an out ball outside the centre, but he just wasn't quick enough to do anything with it. Yeah, so he did a couple. He even had a nice little lob. Yeah, it was about three or four top. times, had, like, bro. Block shape and he lobbed it over top and Capewell just couldn't have that finish. Uh, Xavier, Xavier Coates back in, probably the right decision <laughs> yep. there as well. Cameron Munster, DCE, Welsh, Benny Hunt at nine. We yep. like that decision as I well. Love uh, Munster p- loves it as well. This is probably the best side that they pull out. Josh Papali, Papali'i, Capewell, Kafusi, Arrow, Frimson, Faisal Malawi, Otuika, David Fafida. Well, that's their best side. That's their best side. That's the best side. This is going to be a better origin straight away. Just yep. after reading at the back of that as well. Who's 18, 19? Uh, Francis Morlo. I yep. feel like he deserves... He uh, the boys well. The boys in front of him are a little bit better, but yeah. he was one of their better ones. Yeah, um, and was in good. he's been in good form yeah, as well. Yeah, Kurt Mann, Thomas Fledger. Oh, Kurt Mann. Flegler, sorry. Yeah, Grouse. Yeah. There we go, a little bit of breaking news as yeah, we're done. That, that's cool. Yeah, obviously, yeah, this, that's perfect for us as well as we're talking about the Queensland side. But like I said, by KP makes a big difference. Uh, yeah, he just... I think... I think I think, obviously, we know DC and Munster both really well and on a personal level. I think Munster um, needs to organise a bit more shape. And I know he's sort of calling it and the ball wasn't going his way, but I'd get him running a lot of the shape down there as well. Yeah, I think those three in particular will flow just a lot, a lot, better. A lot yeah. Smoother, yeah. smoother together. Because KP will bring that shape, because he talked about on Skipper and the Prez with me that um, – Trained all week with Reese Walsh, so yep. it's completely different fullbacks. Like he, you know, he didn't want to say any excuses. They got pumped and all that, and he was accountable for that. 
But when you, as a footy player, when you play with a guy who's more, you know, values you more, more of your ball runner, he's, yep. he's, he's developed a bit of a passing game as he's gone on. But um, Reese Walsh, you, you throw him out the back on a three on two, he's going to throw the cutout ball to the winger like he's done for the Warriors. So mm. um, KP will bring that. He's definitely got that. He's like a um, an up and coming KP, Reese Walsh. So. So you sort of look at the New South Wales team go down like a touch. Yeah, this is still, not, a, still a good. I'm side. looking forward to this game now with uh, with that team. Yeah, still a good side, and then you see the New South Wales side go. Oh, sorry, Queensland's like. Oh, I reckon it'll be way more competitive for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. So, where's the game played? Does anyone know yet? Uh, they're talking about playing at Newcastle, aren't they? Oh, yeah. sick! Yeah. Fuck, KP will be fucking zinging. That'd be grouse. You won't probably never get that opportunity again, too. So, yeah. be a good time to get out there. Uh, back to NRL land. The weekend of blowouts, obviously a hot topic right now. I, I come through, I was the first year of 20s. We kind of had close games. And remember, there used to be those blowouts. And yeah. everyone like, oh, this is so shit to watch. Yeah. That's now sort of migrated into the NRL scene. What's your initial thoughts on it? What's your... Um, yeah, well, like I'm switching off a few of the games, eh? After at half time? Yeah, at half time. Like once they're blowing out. What yeah. about you? Like, I, I just want to see. I've, I've, I've written down does, here that. Does it take time um, to adapt to the speed of the new speed? Or, like, what's. Is there, is there too much of a good thing? Is the game just too fast now? It's just like. Yeah, it's too fast. It's too hard for momentum to come back. Um, very momentum Wayne Wayne Bennett, yeah. Wayne Bennett's talked about, like, for me, it highlights coaching as well again. Mm. How, how much, like, the difference between the best coaches. You look at, all the, at the top five teams, like. Um, probably Trent Robinson is the ex- exception to the rule on the weekend because he's got a Roosters team that's got seven fucking stars out. Like, he would adapt. But that'll be a lot of yeah. NRL teams anyway, you yeah. know what I mean? Not everyone's got the Roosters stock. Yeah. Um, but, you, you know, you look at them, they've been able to adapt. The quality of the rosters really stands out. For me, it stands out that there are the bottom tier of NRL players, like those coaches identifying weaknesses in teams and exposing them and just fucking keep attacking them. Oh, that's why you feel like certain edges are getting fucking hammered. Mm. Uh, certain players are scoring two or three every week. Like, there's so much more money that's coming to the game. Like, there's some really good Super League players over there yeah. that should be back here. Yeah, Aiden Caesar, Gareth Wood, Blake Austin. Yeah, like if these guys, Jimmy Maloney, he doesn't want to come back. Yeah, he don't want to come back, and yeah. he's cruising as well. Dean Fares over there as yeah. well. We got a close connection with him through this yeah. sort of company as well. Man, there's some fucking out and out genuine. Um, NRL players over there and like we talked about this before where like the say, say a guy like you that went over probably like a little bit earlier than you wanted to but yep. you kind of just got over NRL and all the shit that sort of goes with it but you're a type of guy that could they'll stop blowouts so you know what I mean like we would say this about ourselves like we're never we were never the type of guys that were going to win games but we yeah. could actually get ourselves into games you know what I mean yeah some of the older guys you look at um, you know when they come back in they can make a big difference but like with me heading over like I had a contract to stay here for an extra year but I got a two year deal to go over to, to overseas so like it, when you're at that age you sort of you, you're going to take those deals like I was going to yeah. get less money to stay here um, I remember when Clint Newton was doing the CBA like a while ago, like all the top guys were getting more money and all the bottom guys were getting more money. Like yeah, the, the middle, the middle like that's 80%, 90% of the NRL. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? There's rookies coming through, there's the superstars and they all, both these guys deserve to get paid more. But it's that middle guy. It's like, where, where, where do they stand? So, man, I'd love, and honestly, obviously it dilutes the competition over there as well, mm. which is kind of a scary thought, but I just see us, we should potentially even move into like NFL or AFL where it's like we're dominant over here, but it's just a, such a better product. Yeah. And we're still to stop these blowouts. Um, but as yeah, well. like on, on the blowouts, it's it's fun. It's, it's probably only going to be fun to really watch the top five teams. Um, but name me, name me a sport worldwide besides maybe EPL or soccer 
Yep. But that's those score lines are just different, eh? You know what I mean? Whereas so you look at basketball, there's oh no, it's a little bit different this year. Yeah. It's just it's different this year, man. Like even even though like just at the start of the year or even last year before the rule changes, like you still knew who generally a lot of people would have picked. Uh, Melbourne, uh, Rabbitohs, Panthers, Panthers yeah. once, once they started playing the way that they're playing. Um, who else? Roosters before all the injuries. Like a lot of people, you sort of knew who the top four was going to be, but fuck, they weren't winning 50, like 50-0. Is 50-0 the, the new 30-0? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's the new 24-0. Yeah. Like, it's the new 20-0. It's just so hard to swing momentum back. One of the rules that's been tossed up is if you score, you kick off. That's yuck. <laughs> that's, that just feels yuck, eh? Yeah, that yeah. is yuck. I don't know. Does that stop it? It probably would halt it a little bit, but um, someone brought up a good point on one of the posts talking about like you will be just say when it is that odd uh, top five versus bottom or bottom eight versus bottom eight game mm. where it's uh, a chance to come back like the Dragons and the Warriors. And then, and you know, that, that <laughs> was a game. Huh? It was the lowest game, but yeah. um, they got the opportunity and they, they, they come back in the last five or 10 minutes. But like if they had scored, then they would have to kick back to the Warriors and yeah. it would have then decrease oh, their chance of a comeback. Okay, yeah, that you know makes what sense. I mean? That, yeah, so that, like when the games, it, it'll, it'll ruin the actual games that are the the um, the nail biters that everyone wants to see, you know, bit of momentum um, down, by, down by 10 with five minutes to go, score a try, like, <laughs> and they kick it back. But the worst feeling is like you, in that last 10 minutes where you feel a team getting momentum yeah. mate, and you're on D, you just like nervous as. looking at the clock going, hurry the fuck up. But then when you're on the other side of it, man, that time goes so quick. Yeah. Um, is the game in trouble? Yeah, they need to look at it. They need to look at it. I, I, I was, I've got a little point here. The only people that are watching games, and the reason I, <laughs> I turned off at halftime is because I'm off the punt this month for Dry July. <laughs> but if you're on any time try scorers and you, you're you're watching games like the Rabbitohs or uh, Manly, uh, uh, some people oh, I've seen a couple of bet slips where people had this is how bad it is. Like this is an indication. Twenty legs ain't getting me. No, three legs. But listen to these three legs: Turbo to score a hat trick, Ruben Garrick to score a hat trick, and Jason Starb to score a hat trick. And they were fucking close. Like, um, or what was that paying? I think like they some of them paid like a hundred to one. Oh. But like, I think I think it might have been Ruben Garrick only got two, or it might have been a sorry, it might have been a double. Like, but like that's you get my point on it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's that does not, make it. That does imagine, make it interesting. Imagine that, like six months. Ago, I'm a pun, I'm a bit of a punter. Like yeah. I, I don't mind having a double on any time try scorers, as you know. But imagine like backing three people to score a hat trick or a double, even at least. So Fuck. that's that's where it's at. And they're genuine chances, bro. Like <laughs> they're playing the Bulldogs. Like. <laughs> Yeah, fuck it. So, like, I've started paying attention to some of those tips, and obviously, you guys punting around here. And I'm looking at your slips, and I'm like, fuck, this is interesting. Yeah, so, yeah. obviously, you don't want to promote gambling too much, but it does add a bit of excitement to the game as well. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Cleary ruled out sort of the game's best half. How did Penrith look, in your opinion? Yeah, it, it brings him, obviously, brings him right back to the field. Uh, it cements. You don't realize how good he is until he's not there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it support. Uh, it cements Melbourne's favoritism for me. They deserve to be favourite because they've, you know, when you on the weekend they were talking about um, who are they who they play on the weekend or oh, the Roosters? Oh. Uh, they play the Roosters. Sorry, the Storm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they still had Pappy, uh, Harry Grant, and one more out. Mm. Um, so the so, Nelson and Safa Solomon. Yes. Um, yep. So. Um, you know they're missing. They're not going to swing the score too much, are they? Them three. Yeah. Fucking so stacked. Like uh, Nathan Jerome brings him back to the pack. Uh, that it could be crucial. I've talked about it. Me and you have talked about it a lot. You don't want to be end up on the side of Manly. Yeah. Like for them, Melbourne and Penrith, they don't want to be coming up against Manly to go into the grand final. Mm. And therefore, if they progress 
and we'll get to Manly, I suppose, a little bit. Um, that's if they progress. Um, yeah, you don't want to play Manly into Melbourne to win a grand final with I, Penrith. I feel like the game's never been more reliant on superstars more than ever. Yeah, like you look at look at you look at a sport like basketball, and like once KD comes back, and or once LeBron's gone, it really switches the whole team around. I feel like rugby league's like that. Yeah, right now. look at the finals now. You got Phoenix Suns versus Giannis with all the injuries. Like Kyrie what, goes yeah. down, LeBron AD goes down. Um, for people that don't know, like those are important uh, NBA players. And you've got two teams that, yeah, their records were good throughout the regular season, but at the start of the year, Phoenix Suns would have been paying 67-1, I think. Mm. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks around the 10. So, um, yeah, we're, we're becoming a bit like the NBA and how how crucial and how important stars are, superstars are, are to yeah. our game. So we've got to keep them obviously in the game as well, which I think we'll do. So, But, yeah, like that middle part of the roster, man, that's so important. Yes. There's so many guns just... And that's what's there. kept. I know they got blown out on the weekend, but that's what kept the Roosters like the Roosters. And this is where it comes back to coaching, coaching and the blowouts. The coaching is the middle part of the roster, and the coaching is so much important. And we're, we're going to talk a little bit about it, like the return of Caelan Ponga for Newcastle. Look what that did to him. Mm. And Tony Staggs for the Broncos. Like uh, he was unreal. His physicality that he brought to that team and the confidence that some of those superstars are because they looked over a good side in the Sharks too like yeah. they're in form they had four on, four on the trot and obviously got some pretty good halves there so it was a good win from the boys yeah it's another one like Payne Haas when he plays this year for him like he missed a few games through Origin and mm. at the start of the year when he comes back and plays for the Broncos if you can keep Katoni and Payne Haas like in that team Rand Diggity comes there next year you start to then you need to like those middle guys like Kirk Capewell's there as yeah, well yeah Kirk Capewell you look at Manly like some of the players like at the start of the year we were talking about them being bottom four side. Tommy Turbo comes back. Ruben Garrick's That's the best top, example, top, bro. Yeah. Top point scorer. A um, couple of my favourites, Brad Parker and Morgan Harper of Puck and playing. Like they're, so, their under, they're, yeah. playing, they're, they're so underrated like you, how you, they're playing. You need those guys and those good, like those guys that have paid top tier, your Tommy Turbo, Shaky, um, DCE, when, yeah. when, when your salary cap's so... Sh- they're on a million dollars, bro. Like yeah. They've got to play. You know what I mean? They, and those, those other guys... They're really important, those key role players. And you've got to pay above your wicket if you want to have a shot at the title. And yeah. those guys are. Guys like Kippy, like um, some of their back rows are really, really nice too. So, yeah. man, they are exciting. How long? Yeah, like, we've still got a while to the finals though, so. Yeah. We've got so about 10 weeks. We're on round 16 now. Uh, a couple of Eight key weeks. games that I've pointed out. We've got the Storm. We'll play the Panthers into Manly rounds 20 into 21. Yeah, I reckon that's the that's when the competition will start. Start yeah. for the top four or five teams. We'll figure, we'll find out where um, how superior Melbourne are to them, mm. and then just where Penrith because round twenty you might get Nathan Jerome back for that game. Penrith's gonna look a little bit shaky from. Well, we're just because those two guys are out. Like yeah. if, if those two guys are are playing, you you looked at with Tyrone May and Matt Burton. We've seen now three or four games with those guys playing, um, what they look like. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, well, let's touch on sort of Manly. Manly sort of very 50-plus-y lately. Yeah. Um, how do you stop him? This is a big one. And this is why I think, like, Manly uh, – at Manly, they try to keep everything under the radar. Like, mm. they don't, Desi ha- won't want to be anyone talking about him. But I don't know how you stop Turbo, man. Like, I know he's played the Bulldogs, Cowboys, Titans in the last three weeks. You can only play what's in front of you. Yeah, he's only playing what's in front of him. But I'm just talking about, like I said – what Cherry's able to do with him, not only using him as a decoy, sometimes yeah. at the back, when he gives it to him, same as Fozzie, they're taking advantage of him. All them, all them guys, they'll be even better by the like the more games that they play together. But how do you game plan a guy that comes 
like when they're 10 metres out from the line, he identifies like a lazy A and just or takes a, a hit up. Fullback, eh? A small yeah. fullback and just takes a hit up and. Small fullback, small nine. He's just going him. straight over him. Melbourne are the only team that I can think of in recent history that have been able to game plan against someone like them. Like Hainsy 09, Hainsy 09, Benny Barber. Benny Barber 12. They're the two guys. Um, so I, I kind Jason Tomolo in the Cowboys one as well. Like you, you sort of take away the, the big dogs. Mm. Um, I love, I love like um, always. Obviously, when you look to the future, you got to look to the past as well. But that storyline with Tommy it reminds me of like Haynes. Even I he surpassed him. Yeah, no, he surpassed him. Like I've, I, agree, I was watching it on the weekend. I've gone and I've obviously like yeah, mates with both of them and played with both of them. So yeah. I got a pretty good feel like of how they were as you know what the how they train and and what sort of players they are. And to, Tommy's surpassed him already. Yeah, and he's even going to the gap's going to get further and further as the year goes on. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So far, scary time. So, all right, that's us for today. Um, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you guys. Uh, we've got a drop Tuesday uh, with with Jordan's room stuff and Ten and a Can merch as well. And then hoodies that we'll drop in or we're wearing now will drop in on Thursday as well. So. Oh, so we were waiting for the black tees. Is that what we're waiting yeah, on? We'll yeah, we're waiting for black tees potentially. So we're sorting that out today. We'll be dropping tomorrow and then dropping on Thursday. So appreciate you guys. Later.